With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Car Sales Talk 101, where it's all about life in the car business. Telling you like it is. Here's the man with the plan, Terry Cameron. Let's get started. Welcome back to Car Sales Talk 101. I'm Terry Cameron. Thanks for hanging out again with me. This week, for episode number 198, let's talk about the trade. I want to wish everybody a happy new year, and it's time to start working on that 2023 W-2 right now. And that's what we're going to try to talk about in these future episodes is how to make more money this year, because that's what we're doing. We're selling cars to make money. You know, if you've been in the car business for any length of time, you probably have had many disagreements with customers especially on the value of their trade-in vehicle. You also know that how you handle these disagreements can greatly affect the gross profit of the deal, which in turn affects your commission. And the last time I checked, we do not sell cars for the fun of it. It's all about the dollars, baby. But throughout my career, I found out that most of the disagreements we have with our customers do not have to be negative. In fact, I figured out that most, if not all, of the disagreements are caused or brought on by us, not the customer. Now, I know sometimes it can be really hard to hold back what we really want to say to the customer when they disagree with us. But if you can muster up the strength to bite your tongue just once in a while, you'll see that there are better ways to come to a mutual agreement and possibly increase your commission without any confrontation at all. Now, we have to be careful when in the negotiating phase of the process, not to mistake a question or concern as an objection and attack that question or concern and turn it into an objection, which results in a negative outcome. Most of the time, we don't sell the car. But before we go into justifying the trade value and how we handle the customer's questions with the, the, on their trade value, I want to clarify what I mean by the difference between questions and concerns and real objections. Joe Verdi says there's four things that you have to deal with that sound like objections. The first one is questions. Now, I'm talking questions about pricing, trade-ins, payments, and terms. Most salespeople confuse price questions with price objections, and they actually create most of the price objections that end up costing them a sale. Some common questions from prospects like, uh, let me see, how much is it? What do you think my trade's worth? How much down do I need? And how much are the payments? They're, they're, remember, they're just price questions, not objections. The second is unspoken concerns. And what I mean by that is things like, do I really need these features? Is this the right product for me? Is this the right place to purchase? Can I afford it? And do I like this salesperson? These generally aren't spoken concerns. They're just decisions that we all have to make when we're buying something expensive. Third 
are the core objections to buying, such as, I want to think it over. I want to sleep on it, pray on it, talk to my significant other, or it's too much money. It's more than I can afford. I probably can get it somewhere else for less, or I saw an ad in the paper. I need to shop the competition. I need to check with my friend, my spouse, or my mechanic. You know, in our case where I'm at, we have soldiers always use this one. We need to check with our immediate supervisor before we purchase a car. I don't know why, but they have to. What else? It's the wrong color. Uh, It's the wrong equipment or model. Now, these objections are practically all the objections you'll ever hear in your career selling cars or any other expensive product for that matter. The words will change with different people, but the foundation for the objection stays the same. The key to selling and closing is to learn the scripts and methods to overcome any variation of these objections that stand between you and the sale. And let's face it, how hard would it be to learn how to handle just these few objections? Last but not least are the conditions that affect the sale. And I'm talking about things like, uh, I don't have a down payment right now. I'm waiting for an insurance check. My credit's not good. I don't have my trade with me. Oh, I hate that one. And the biggie, I owe more on my trade than what it's worth. I'm buried. I'm tanked. I'm upside down. I've heard them all. So after the break, we're going to jump into justifying the trade value and answering some of the questions to keep us from getting into confrontations with our customer. Auto dealers, do you know where your vehicles are and when they'll arrive? I know the inventory management challenge dealers face, so I'm certain the answer is a resounding no. But Montway Auto Transport can change your answer to a confident yes with the Montway Automation Portal, better known as MAP, M-A-P. MAP offers a smarter way to move and manage orders while giving you end-to-end visibility of all inbound and outbound units. You can upload VINs, get pricing, dispatch the orders, and track every unit on the dashboard. Leveraging MAP can save you time and money and get your vehicles to your lots quicker to sell. With MAP, you can book, track, and manage your inventory from one revolutionary platform. See MAP in action at www.montway.com forward slash MAP. Now write this down, www.montway.com forward slash MAP, and put your dealership on the MAP. Welcome back. All right, so we greeted the customer and made a selection on the vehicle that they want. And now it's time to find out if they have a trade. Now, before I go any further, I want to make one thing clear. We do not appraise trades before we make a selection. It just drives me crazy when a salesperson drops the trade keys on my desk, tells me the customer wants to find out what his trade is, what it's worth before he picks out a car. Why? Well, let me tell you why. Rarely will the customer be happy with the initial trade value we give them. You know, so this puts us in an awkward position because we are forced into negotiating the trade value before they made a commitment to purchase. And it also gives them a way out. We may may be able to show more on their trade depending on the selection. They they make based on the amount of markup we have, the age of the selection, and the availability and number of the vehicles on the lots in our general area. So take charge and bypass the trade value the best you can. If all else fails, drop the keys on the manager's desk or have him T.O. the customer and tell them while we're evaluating the trade in and making calls to possible buyers, they should start 
their choosing of a vehicle and test drive it. Tell them we should have a number on the trade by the time they get back off the demo ride. Now you're back in the selling mode and away from premature negotiations. Okay, trade is appraised and hopefully we're in the write-up mode. You'll be surprised how many of your customers at this point don't ask about how much we're giving them on their trade. But if they do, here's what we say. The customer asks, how much on my trade? You answer, 14500 And don't flinch. Keep on with your write-up. Yeah, they may say something now and, and that's okay. Just don't make a big deal out of it. Some of us, during the initial investigation of their wants and needs, are pretty good at weaving in questions to help with moving the deal forward. And one of those questions is something like, how much are you trying to get for your trade-in vehicle? Or what have you been offered at other previous dealerships you shopped? Whatever number they tell you, don't get wrapped up on it. Most of the time, the amount is a wish and not a need. But it gives management a starting point. If it turns out to be a sticking point, then we just justify it. Your manager has all the tools to help you with this, but I recommend the person that put the number on the trade be the one to explain how they arrived at that number. They are, by the way, the experts. Let's back up just a bit now. Sometime after the demo drive and prior to the actual write-up ritual, you, the salesperson, need to gather the trade info. Most of us use apps that allow us to scan VINs, enter miles, and sometimes even take photos of the car. These apps really make it easier, but they're not mandatory. Remember, we still have the mighty pen and paper to work with. Walk around the trade with your customer and point out dents, dings, and scratches. Don't go overboard and trash their trade, even though they know it's trash. Oh, and by the way, do not call their trade a POS, because they know what that means already. Hell, they might even call it a POS themselves. Ask questions about how this dent happened. When was the windshield cracked? When was your last tune-up and oil change? And my favorite, when we pull the Carfax, is there going to be anything that jumps out at us, like an accident or a bad title? You'd be surprised what they confess, and it instantly devalues their trade, at least in their mind, without you saying anything else about it. Let's talk about the customer that knows everything, and they tell you they want a certain amount for their trade. Say they want 10000 and all we have to uh, to ask is where they came up with that number. Maybe they had it valued at another dealership, or they use KBB, or maybe they're just guessing. It's good for management to know where they got their information so they don't insult the customer by trying to hold too much. But this particular customer said that, said 10K, and let's assume it's worth at least 10K. We need to offer, we need to offer the customer 8,000 and then justify our number as we just discussed. If played properly, the customer may settle for the 8000 or at least less than the original 10000 And that difference gets added to your gross profits, profits and inc- increases your commission. And that's a beautiful thing. So when it's time to talk to your customers about their trade, don't be afraid to tell them what it's worth. Don't argue with them about what it's worth. Just justify it with the tools that your manager has. Things will go a lot smoother, and you're going to make a lot more money. So I, I just want to remember or remind everybody, just if you have a question, hit me up at, uh, on my email. Uh, you can go to the Facebook. Find me there also. Uh, write me a review. Give me a rating. The young lady at the end of the episode here, they'll tell you how to reach out to me. And I appreciate everything you, you guys do. And have a happy new year. Remember, the sky's the limit. I'll see you in a few. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. 
please rate it and write a review on Apple Podcast. We appreciate your valuable feedback. You can email Terry at 10minutesalestalk at hot.rr.com. And don't forget to share the show with a friend. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.